Thank you for listening to Christ Alone Podcast, where we believe that Jesus lived, died, and resurrected according to the scriptures. Our hope is that God can bless you through this week's episode. All right, welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Angie and Steven's podcast. Christ Alone. Christ Alone Podcast. All right. Uh, God bless everybody. Thank you for joining us again. Um, crazy world we live in today. Um, I still can't get over it. But today we will continue with uh, James 3. Um I guess before we start, I just want to remind everybody that, you know, we need to not focus so much on picking sides with everything that's going on in the world right now, but to just remain in prayer, keep praying for everyone, for everyone involved, all the uh, leaders involved, all the innocent people involved on both sides. Um, It's, you know, the war with Israel and... Palestine, or really it's Israel and Hamas. It's not really a country against a country um, or a government against a government. It is a spiritual war that's going on. It has really um, probably less to do with land and more to do with, you know, uh, inheritance and, you know, people's spiritual claim to that inheritance. Uh, But, uh, yeah, we won't get into that now. We just want to encourage everybody to keep praying for everybody involved because um yeah, we just we don't we only know what we what we're shown, what we see and there's a lot of back and forth and pointing fingers and and I think we just need to remember that there are innocent people on both sides and we need to be praying for them. Amen. All right. So, James chapter three. This is small. This is a small chapter. I think we'll get through it in one episode. We'll see. But uh, I'll. Do you want to read and stop and? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Uh, so chapter three, verse one. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to. Uh, able also to brittle his whole body. We put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us. We guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder uh, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire a world of unrighteousness, the tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with, with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing, my brothers, these Things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives, or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond 
yield fresh water. Amen. Um, so the chapter starts with my brethren. Let's stop right there. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, this is talking about the tongue. Um, it's. I mean, it's it starts talking about uh, teachers, right? Yeah. And how they should be teachers should be careful. I think it, that's what it's it goes into. They they should understand that they're going to be judged greater because they're teachers, right? And then because of that, he goes into you know how it's important to um, tame the tongue. Yeah, and the reason why teachers are held at a higher standard, so to speak, um, is because you are leading. You are leading the body, and you know it says in verse two that. You know, if if the person leading it does not does not stumble, that that he is a perfect man. That, that uh, but with that, you know, he's able to brittle the whole body, meaning the body of Christ, and that's a great responsibility because that's telling us right there that no matter how good of a teacher that you are following, um, it kind of confirms what we keep telling everybody don't take our word for it don't take anybody's word for it you know you need to study the scripture so that you know what a straight line looks like and then you could identify what the crooked lines are who the false teachers are or where you know it may not be a false teacher it just may be somebody who made a mistake and that's okay i mean there's there's a way of approaching you know people in in those positions that you can come to and respectfully and humbly say listen i know you said this while you were up there but you know uh, the bible you know here's what the bible says and then have a discussion about that and the bible tells us how to do that too you know how to approach somebody in private and you know if they don't listen how to come to them i mean the bible tells us how to um how to correct people and so this verse is specific to, you know, like we said, teachers. So I mean, I I believe that means that's referring to specifically pastors, but also anyone who is leading a Bible study or giving some type of lesson in reference right. to the Bible. You have to um, just be mindful of who you are, not just when you're teaching, but when you when you are who you are when you're not teaching. Um, but at the same time, I think it's important to. Um, keep in mind that we are, I, I feel like we're all teachers and leaders, whether we know it or not, whether we're actively doing that or not. Yeah. Um, if you have someone, I mean, people are always looking at you. Yeah. People are yeah. looking at us all the time. So if you have someone's younger than you, they're they're looking at you. If you have a younger sibling, they're looking at you. If you have children, they're looking at you. You're always... Um, someone's always watching. Someone's always watching and... and is is going to learn from you. Yeah, and as ambassadors, you know, we are direct representatives of Christ. And so I think the world, a lot of times, that's why the world will, you know, misrepresent Christianity because they're like, well, there's, you know, Christians are hypocrites, this and that. And it's like, yeah, every, you know, people are hypocrites. That's just the nature of our sin that makes us that way, you know, but... You know, Christians are not, uh, Christianity is not what you see Christians do and say. You know, Christianity is what the Bible says and affirms and what Jesus says and affirms. And that, again, that is the standard. 
yeah. a Christian. I mean, we're think about it this way. It's like it's like getting mad at uh at you for playing Beethoven wrong on the piano. Why 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 would we get upset with Beethoven? Right. We wouldn't. We wouldn't say, "Oh, Beethoven sucks" cuz you know, Angie can't play Beethoven right. Does right. that make sense? Of course not. So we would never say Beethoven sucks because or doesn't exist or is not true because Angie is terrible at you know, at portraying the notes that Beethoven intended them to be played. No, we would say, no, Angie needs to do better. Right. And and we wouldn't hold that against Beethoven or even use that against a claim against his existence. Right. So, uh, you know, again, it, you like you said, it, it doesn't have to be a pastor. Us with the podcast, I think, you know, that falls on for us too because i feel like yeah we don't have like the biggest podcast in the world but you know in a sense we have that responsibility and we don't want to misspeak we don't want to say something wrong and our hope is that you know when we do make mistakes that people would grant us the grace and an opportunity to correct ourselves and maybe give more clarity because a lot of times this is a one-way conversation. Right. We're talking, everyone's listening, and there's no choice in the matter. Um, so, you know, we would appreciate it. That's why we have a phone number. That's why we have a way for you to contact us and reach out and say, hey, you kind of said this the wrong, you know, wrong and whatever. I remember listening to an apologist one time, and he said, and he's a, he's a great, famous apologist, and he said something. He got something wrong on the on the days of, I think the days that Christ spent after his resurrection. He said three days or whatever, and and I was like, okay, that's not right, and and that's not a big deal because I knew what he meant, but for the sake of those who may not know that it was forty days and not three days that he spent after the resurrection, you know, interacting with others. I send him a private message. I didn't even do it publicly. I was like, hey, brother, I think you meant to say 40 and not three, you know, in case you, there's a way that you can edit that or change it or whatever. And he was very appreciative. He's like, thank you. Oh, you know, I forgot what he said, but I know one of the things he said was thank you. And that was it. Um, What happened after that? I don't know. But that's kind of like uh, an example of, you know, what we would like from our listeners, but also what I'm sure other, you know, um, leaders and teachers and pastors want from everyone else because we're fallible. We're, right. I mean, the, the only thing we can guarantee is that we are going to make mistakes. Yeah. And that takes us to our second verse for we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to brittle his whole body. So it's basically saying, listen, we're all, you know, aside from Jesus, we're all imperfect and we are um, all, we're all going to stumble in what we say. Um, then it goes on, if we put bits into the mouths of horses horses, so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also, that they are so large and are driven by strong winds. They are guided by a very small rudder, um, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. So it gives yeah. basically these two metaphors um, that, um, if you know, you can use... Uh, food to basically guide a horse where to go and in the same way um you can use a 
you know, the small, what is it, the small um, rudder to guide a ship. And in the same way, our tongues um, just play a, a, a big part in how we conduct ourselves and who we are. Um, and it can it can do a lot of it can do a lot of good, but it can also do a lot of damage. Yeah, I think the examples here that um, that uh, James is giving us um, are to illustrate, like he's using a horse, which is a very uh, powerful um, animal. Like if you were to walk up to a horse and push it, it's more likely that you'd fall back instead of the horse. Right. Right. Um, so you can't move it easily, but he's illustrating of how easy with just a little bit of grass you could move that horse and it's like you won't break a sweat in the same way with the boat you couldn't push a boat you couldn't move a boat with anything um and he's explaining that it takes the 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 winds the powerful winds to move a ship yet somebody so small like a person could just direct it in the right or the wrong path in the same way you know yeah, there's a there's a lot of people that will listen to somebody and with just you saying the wrong thing, you could really ruin that those people or or certain amount of people that may either misunderstand you or maybe you misspoke and that can create a lot of damage. Yeah. You know, if you say the wrong thing, that's 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 one of the things I think that drives a lot of people out of church is like Oh, you know, the, they get church hurt because, you know, they are either not in the word and don't have maybe don't have that relationship with God where it's like they're they're um, they're extending that same grace that God has given them, extending it to the person speaking, um, because I think we have a tendency to maybe sometimes feel a little self-righteous or or just feel attacked or for whatever reason and we don't take the time to really pray about it and bring it to God and let God guide us in how to handle it because the best way to approach a situation like that if you feel like you've been hurt by the church is to go and address it directly with whoever the person is with right. the brother the sister the pastor whoever yeah. and that's the way to do it and i think it's very important to understand just how much what you let, uh, what you consume basically can affect uh, what you say in your tongue. Um, like if you're watching things or listening things that aren't um, good for you, then it's going to affect the way you see things, but it's also going to affect the way you speak. Um, who you surround yourself will also affect the way you speak. Like if you hang out around someone long enough, you're eventually going to start talking like each other um and so it's it's important that you are mindful of the things that you let into your life but you're also spending a significant amount of time with god like you said in, in his word um because then that's gonna like if i intake more of the word then more of the word is gonna come out when i come across um difficult situations when i when i, when I come across any situation um instead of thinking of you know, whatever sinful thing I can think of to say, a verse is actually going to come to mind and um, the Holy Spirit is going to bring that to mind. Amen. Amen. So next we go on to the next, the, the 
the second part of verse 5, how great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is on fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of our life, and set on fire by hell. Think about it this way, right? When you, uh, when you commit a crime and you stand before the judge, the judge does not care how much good you've done because you've committed this one crime that landed you in that position. In that same way, there's that saying, you know, uh, I think my uh, mama bear has always told us or told me at least, she's like, what you do with your right hand, you erase with your left hand. And it's so much easier. We can see um, in a tangible way, we can see how much difficult it is to build something than it is to destroy it. It's so much easier to destroy and, and take apart. And so I think the point of, of this chapter and what it's telling us here initially is that, you know, we have to, you know, watch ourselves. We have to, again, we have to submit ourselves and understand that we have to be careful with what we say because if we say the wrong thing, it could be devastating for the body of Christ. Amen. And we will be accountable for that. Right. So verse 7 says, For every kind of beast and bird uh, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison with it. Uh, we'll stop there. But uh, I just uh, think it's interesting that it talks that it's basically saying nobody can tame it. Um, and I think it... it is pointing to the fact subtly, um, but maybe not so subtly, that we need Jesus in order to be able to act. Like, Jesus is the only one that can give us the strength to be able to tame it. Right. Um, a lot of humility goes with that. You right. know, submission, understanding that there's nothing that we can do that is righteous without Christ. Yeah. That's just it. We, like, if you, if you for a second think that you've done something good out of, your own will and your own power, you, you're already failing. Yeah. You've already got it twisted. Yeah. If you're thinking, oh, how good am I that I didn't do that or that I did that thing? It's no, yeah. God gave you the strength to do that. Yeah. Um, because in ourselves, we're not good in, in any way. Yeah. Um, I think this verse, this next verse or two is uh, some of my favorite when it comes to just giving me... Um, just understanding and, and how powerful, uh, just understanding and, and why it's important to be watchful of what we say. Uh, so verse 9 says, With it, with our tongue, we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the ma same mouth come blessing and cursing, my brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water, can a fig tree my brothers bear olives or a grapevine produce figs. Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. So um, that is just, uh, for me, I think it's it's very convicting and it's it's helped me a lot um, to understand, hey, I'm about, I'm tempted to say this thing, um, but, you know, the word says, you know, I shouldn't be worshiping, I shouldn't be using this mouth, the same mouth that I used to worship God is isn't the same mouth that should be t should be used to curse other people um like there should be only one thing coming from my mouth it sh and it should only be good yeah 
Yeah, and um, and remember, Scripture also tells us that uh, what we speak, we speak, we speak out of the fullness of our hearts. So whatever fills our heart, that's what we're going to vocally project. That's why also, Scripture also calls us to guard our hearts, right? And to and to you know ask God to replace what we want in our hearts with what He wants and His will in our hearts and. Again, going back to what you said, it, without Christ, we can't do it. Right. And so being mindful of what we say, I think it comes in different forms. So here it's talking about cursing people. So we shouldn't obviously be cursing at people. I think um, also, I mean, I think cursing in itself, even if it's not directed towards someone, um, doesn't glorify God. Um, because for me, I've always thought, like for me, a big thing for me has always been and I think God calls us to this is is to be a person of integrity. So the per same person that I am with um, my little baby niece, um, how I speak with her should be the same way that I speak to my pastors. Should be the same way that I'm speaking to God when I'm when I'm in prayer. Like there should be no difference. So I've um, never heard you say, "Who is my pastor? <laughs> Who is my pastor?" I just mean like um, uh, when people are, you know. A lot of people are different. You know, they speak right. differently with their friends than they do with their parents. Yeah, they have di they have different masks. Yeah. yeah, and so we should strive to be the same, um, no matter where who we're we're with. And if we have this idea that, hey, I worship my God with this mouth, um, then I think that would give us that should give us a perspective and the conviction uh, yeah. to be mindful of what we say when we're not praying and worshiping God. Yeah. I mean, I've heard this, right? You hear it on TV shows, movies, wherever. And, you know, when somebody's cursing a lot, sometimes they'll get called out and you hear you hear the other character or person say, hey, do, I've even heard this in person. It's like, hey, do you kiss your kids with that mouth? Yeah. It's like, yeah. What? Like, how could you be so nice and sweet to your kids and you're over here cursing up a storm? Yeah. Like, and I, I relate to that because I used to curse a lot in high school. And then I joined the Marines, and then I cursed my 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 cursing became creative even. Right. And then at one point, my wife was like, "Hey, you're cursing a lot." Like after I had gotten out, and when we had started having kids, it's like, "Yeah, I I, I can't do that anymore." Right. Um. But uh, but even then, you know, uh, until God renewed my heart, that's when it really all made sense and God took care of that. Yeah. Because I tried to take care of it on my own, but I would still keep slipping up. And it wasn't until God took care of it that it's not not an issue. Amen. And I like the verse 11 that it talks about, does a spring pour, for, does a spring pour forth from the same opening, both fresh and salt water? Um, it's impossible. It's impossible. <laughs> and I think it goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. There's this, I think there's an expectation from others as for, for us as Christians and believers, mm -hmm. how not just how we behave, but also how we talk. And so everyone in a while we might, if we are, quote unquote, out of line, they'll say to us, hey, aren't you supposed to be a Christian? Right. And as terrible as as much as it sucks to hear that, um, it's also, I think, a good kind of conviction yeah. um, that God uses to be like, hey, I yeah, I am supposed to be reflecting God. If I'm, if I'm supposed to be an ambassador for Christ, if I'm supposed to be reflecting him, would he ever have said something like this? 
Um, yeah, and even though you might be thinking, well, nobody's perfect. Because right. <laughs> I've been in that situation. I want to say, you know what? Yes, I am supposed to be a good Christian, but I'm not perfect, you know? And it's right. like, no, the spirit is like, no, yeah, of course you're not perfect. But that's, yeah. you need to chill out, humble yourself, you know? Yeah, amen. So let's move on and see if we can make it through <laughs> the rest of this chapter. So uh, verse 13, I'm going to read 13 to 18. Who is wise and understanding among you by this? By his good conduct, let his him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not wisdom that comes from comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Really quick before we get into this, I forgot to mention in the previous section that um, with, you know, brittling our tongue comes, which we've mentioned before. Brittling um, our body. Is uh, not gossiping. And I think it is so easy to gossip. And I think we live in a culture that it becomes all about gossip and talking, talking, just talking crap about people. Like if you look at, I mean, if you just look at social media, uh, things people post, if you just look at their comments, half of those comments are people talking trash about whatever that person said. Even no matter how good it was, mm. there's going to be people talking trash about it. So it's, I don't know, there's just this culture of talking bad about other people and behind our backs. how do backs. you know when... Because there's maybe some uh, opportunities where you're like, or some occasions, I should say, where it's borderline. How does one differentiate or how would you identify gossip versus non-gossip? Um, I think it, you have to ask yourself why. Because obviously the, the, it comes into question when you're telling somebody else about whatever is going on. So some things to, ha to ask is, does this directly have to do with me? Okay. Because mm -hmm. uh, if it has nothing to do with you, if it's, hey, did you hear that so-and-so did, so did this to so-and-so? Well, that's gossip in itself because it, it, it's not even about you. Now, right. if it's about you, then you have to ask yourself, okay, why am I telling this person this information? Um, am I doing it to get advice on how I can, how I was wrong um, maybe you can, you see something that I don't, am I doing this to just get it off my chest? Do I need you to pray for me? Like, what is your reasoning behind it? Um, so I think, uh, the main identifier is, first of all, is it about you? Whatever you're going to say, yeah. is it, does it directly involve you? Mm -hmm. Uh, would indirect involvement save you from gossip or would it, can it still be gossip? I would say it's still gossip. If it has nothing to do with you. Directly with right. you. Okay. So let's say um, I got into a car accident really bad. If I tell you about it, that's okay. Right. But if someone else is telling you about it, that's gossip? Uh, not I don't think that's necessarily... Or would necessarily, that be news? That's just news. That's just this happened. It's, right. It's when you're talking poorly about somebody else, I would so, say. So it has to be poor talk. I'm I'm just in, trying in, in to some, kind of yeah. identify because sometimes I ask myself this question. I was like, wait, I have this information. 
And this is an opportunity to bring it up. But with that, be like a lot of times I don't share stuff because I'm, I, I'm like, maybe that's gossip. And yeah. maybe that's the Holy Spirit telling me, yeah, don't share it. It's gossip. Yeah. But I'm just trying, I guess, in practical terms, trying to identify it for yeah. myself and maybe for the listeners who might have that same question. Yeah, I think um, I think if it doesn't talk poorly about somebody else, then it's not considered gossip. So if you were to tell me, like you told me, hey, um, Jen's mom got into a car accident. That's not gossip. Like, one, it's just new. You're not talking crap about anybody. Yeah. And two is you want me to pray for her to make sure she's okay. Right. Um, so I think that. Okay, but if I, but if I also oh, but if I told you, let's say, hey, um, you know, Jen's mom was stealing, yeah, that then would, that's gossip. That would be gossip, even though it may be true. Even though it may be true. Okay, it's not true, by the way, but okay. I mean, we don't know for sure. <laughs> well, <we're, laughs> no, but okay, okay. I think that makes things clear for me. All right, so. Sorry, so uh, sorry for backtracking there a little bit. It's but, okay. But uh, we go back into so, this. So going back to these last few verses that you read, you know, it makes me think, <clears throat> you know, um, he asked the question, who is wise and, uh, and understanding among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in the meekness of wisdom. So this is basically saying, like, do what God calls you to do. Don't like ask for praise. Don't do all of that stuff. Um, but in reading all of this um, or in listening to you read it, it it reminds me of when like in my situation, my love language, for example, is uh, words of in- affirmation. affirmation, words of affirmation, which means like now I know I don't like I don't need anybody to praise anything that I do. I think that uh, I think that I can identify if I did a good job. I'll 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 know that I did a good job. If I didn't, yeah. I I always of course I always think that I can always do better. By the way, you did a good job today. <sighs> Thank at, you. Today now, we had our, our pastor's uh, day, and my brother was the MC. So this is a perfect example. So like in you this, you did a really great in, job. In, you were amazing. Well, praise God. In this situation, you both spoke and you translated for yourself. <laughs> that was incredible. Yeah. So again, this is the perfect example. So in this situation, like I can relate to what's going on here in this verse, in this chapter, because you know, um, like I I want to know that things were done properly, but I'm cautious with, you know take you know hearing it and taking it the wrong way because immediately you know my attitude i want to reject that stuff because i don't want to be in that position where it goes to my head and now i just right you're now i take the glory you know what i mean so um i can relate to this because um you know you can easily fall into that right where you're taking the glory Mm -hmm. you know pulling a moses you know right and that's where verse 14 comes in. But if you have bitter envy and self-seeking in your hearts, do not boast and lie against the truth. Yeah. Um, so it's it's easy to have that self-seeking for myself type of attitude and we right. have to be careful of that. Um, but also uh, the verse talks about having envy. So we have to be aware, hey, am I being envious or jealous towards other? Am I, am I coveting? this from somebody else and if 
And if so, the, the word says, you know, from verse, verse 15, this wisdom does not ascend from above. So it's not from God. Not only is it not from God, it is earthly, sensual, and demonic. Um, so we have to, we have to be mindful of that. Um, Amen. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, like I said, I'm just, I'm so careful with taking any sort of praise. Like it even makes me feel uncomfortable now because I don't want to, I know that it's not me. Like any of the good that I do, it's absolutely not not me because if it was up to me, I would just do evil because that's what my flesh wants. So I think the question is, um, that we need to ask ourselves is when we compliment other people when we see someone else doing a good job at whatever it is where does our mind directly go to where does our head directly go to is it a genuine like for me is it a genuine you did a great job or is it a you did a good job but i i know i could have done better well (laughs) um or you know i wish i was up there um doing that something like that but yeah we have to be mindful yeah like like for example today like i said is a perfect example and, um, you know, I kept like, I know I did a good job. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't because of me. Like, I know that it wasn't me that did a good job. It was right. the Holy Spirit that allowed me to do a good job and not forget the words and not forget what I was doing and kind of stay focused. Um, but afterwards, I had a few people come up and I was like, oh, you did such a good job. I was like, no, that was all God. That was all God. And they're like, no, no, you really did a good job. And I'm like, thank you, but that was God. Like, praise yeah. him. Praise him because it's not me. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's a good mindset to have. It's uh, I, I think that if you do that, that paradigm shift to thinking that way, I think it it really helps a lot to yeah. not let your your ego be fed you know yeah. to let let the holy spirit be the one that gets that that praise and that worship yeah and again it, it avoids it avoids this it avoids um partiality it avoids hypocrisy um it avoids all that stuff yeah. selfishness amen so uh verse 17 but the wisdom from above is First, pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is, is sown in peace by those who make peace. Um, so I think that it just is a perfect way to conclude the chapter because I think it's going back to, you know, burdening the body, being mindful of, of what you say um, and how you think um, because the you should be, you know, trying to make that peace. Amen. Um, uh, interesting that you, the ESV says open to reason and uh, the NKJV says willing to yield. Did you switch on me to NKJV? No, it's, al- it's always been it's been on that the whole time. Okay. Um, I'm just saying in general, are you oh, reading KJV? No, I, I do. I do uh, multiple okay. translations. All right, but what's your main one? Um, for study, it's ESV and NKJV. Okay. All right, we did I, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, open to reason. Um, it doesn't mean that you open to reason means you're you're you know convincing yourself or the other person of whatever you know it is. Um, um, it also means that you're willing to just yield 
to right. submit. You're willing to submit. And I think that willing to yield and open to reason, it's more of a you against God kind of situation in the spirit. It's like, all right, am I submitting to, you know, God did this through me? Or am I going to submit to the flesh and be like, no, I, I did this and God helped a little. Yeah. Or I did this and God helped. No. Yeah. God did this. You were just what God used. That's it. Yeah. Like you're an instrument that God chose to use because he loved you that much, but but you have nothing to do with right. it. Right. <laughs> That's my point. And I yeah. think again, at least in my in my case, I it it helps me tremendously because again, because my love language is words of affirmation, I I think that's I think that's I think how God created that paradigm shift in my mind mm -hmm. so that it could keep me from letting it go to my head. Right. And so that helps me. And so maybe that'll help somebody, somebody else that's listening. Amen. So that's chapter three, everybody. All right. Look at that. We made it. We did. All right. Well, well, well where can they find us? They can find us at ChristAlonePodcast.com. All of our handles are Christ Alone Podcast, except for X, which is Christ Alone Pod. You know, really, uh, side note here. So I was at work this week, mm -hmm. and apparently, this is what I heard from an adult, though, that the kids, the teenagers say, only old people say X. The kids still say Twitter. <laughs> All right. Well, good thing we have old people listening, or <laughs> older people, not kids. Good thing There's, we're we older have, people. Uh, let me rephrase that, because I don't want to lose listeners. <laughs> We don't have we don't really have kids listening to Listen, the podcast, unfortunately. Whether you don't know that, I can see the graph. I'll show you. <laughs> no, but what if like mom puts it on and the kid is listening in the background because true, the kid true, is the one is like, "Mom, can you put Christ on podcast, please, please, please?" <laughs> All right, we'll put that in our prayers. <laughs> so if uh, you're using. If you're using Twitter or X, whatever you may call it, Christ Alone Pod. Yeah. Um, and our number is? 407-796-2881. Feel free to call, text with your questions, suggestions, or prayer requests. I also want to touch, touch on something that I mentioned last, last episode. You know how I talked about the three days where my daughter went and said, you know, Jesus is coming and he's going to open the door and all right. of that. Well, I was sitting here with her Thursday mm -hmm. before I went home and I was carrying her around like a like a, a Tinkerbell, you know, she had her little wings on and I was carrying her around and her, and she wanted to fly, right? And then I'm just sitting there with her and you know what she said? What? She said, "God is coming and we're going to fly away." <laughs> I think she said something to the something similar to like that to me on Thursday as well. Except he said he she was coming tomorrow. That was Thursday, so Friday I was expecting him to come. <laughs> yeah, she um, <laughs> I, she's she's I'm listen. She's, I mean, she's using very specific words yeah. that are scripture. So with the couple that, and I don't know the specifics, unfortunately, but the couple that I stay with when I go and visit my fiance, they were saying that they knew. Uh, there was a kid that they, I don't know if it was within the family that Cape or a friend, family friend that kept saying similar things like that. Because I told them what Braylon was saying. They're mm. like, yeah, there's this other kid that's, you know, saying very similar things. So I'd be curious, well, like how many kids are saying Are things? saying that, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, praise the Lord. He's coming Amen. soon. Definitely. Definitely. Um, stay in scripture, get in the word, um, let the prophecy of the, of the things that are coming to pass encourage you, equip you. We hope that this episode has done the same. Amen. And uh, if we don't see you next week, we'll see you in the clouds. God, God bless. bless.